Wix Music gives you everything you need for your music online. And it all starts with a stunning website. Just pick a template. Customize everything with our easy drag and drop. Upload your tracks and go live. Then watch Wix Music amplify your career with commission-free music sales, global distribution, professional EPKs, merch stores, ticket sales, fan engagement, and more. You bring the music. We've got the tools for everything else. Wix Music. Your music, your website, your way. Hi, everyone. Uh, for, your, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Liat. Um, I'm from Wix. And I'll be joined today uh, by Carmen, Amy, and Nick, and their manager, Niels. Um, so I'll just quickly give you an overview of Wix and Wix Music. So Wix.com is an online DIY platform for creating websites. Basically, we let anyone quickly and easily create stunning professional websites. And today, we already have over 3 million artists using our platform. So when we looked at how they were using their websites and how they were managing their music online, we realized there was so much more we could give them um, to truly amplify their music online and take ownership of their digital presence. You know, the web is supposed to be the great equalizer. But when you look at the way the music industry functions today and how independent and emerging artists function, it's still really difficult. And they have to use so many disparate services. They don't always integrate with each other. Each of them is an additional cost. If you're using more than a couple, they really start adding up. Um, and it, it still isn't at that place where artists can easily amplify their music um, and take advantage of the web for what it should be bringing them. So that's what brought together Wix Music, what we like to call everything that you need to manage your music online. You saw the package, it's the beautiful websites, we have stunning templates designed specifically for musicians. You can start from scratch with our easy to use DIY editor. We have um, free promotion and sales of your music direct from your website with our integrated player. Once you're already managing your music on your website, in just a couple more clicks, you can distribute globally to over 120 online stores and streaming services. It's worldwide distribution. We take none of the rights. We take no additional cuts. We have the deepest analytics available, basically limited only by the stores themselves. So as they're reporting, we're reporting. Artists can look at how they're selling direct from their website compared to each of the stores and services and see where their revenues are coming from. We have our online e-com store for selling merch, again, commission-free, all revenues direct to the artists. Um, we have our fan management tool included in the package, which is contact management and email marketing. Um, it's free with any of the premium plans. So that's, again, another service that would be costing artists a couple more hundred dollars a year if they were doing that separate. And we have our EPK solution. There are beautiful templates for that. They can be password protected, embedded in your website, or standalone sites, whatever works for the artist. And then we have integrations with Songkick and Bands in Town, so all your tour promotion and ticketing is also direct on the website. So really bringing it all in one package, all together, at super, super affordable prices, 
basically our standard website packages and everything's included in those premium services. So that's Wix Music. And then the other strategic decision that we made was to use all of our marketing dollars not only to promote our brand, but really to help promote our users as much as possible. So you can see that in pretty much all of our launch activities. Um, if it's the collaboration with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, who themselves are really successful independent artists and have worked with us to create um, custom mentorship content for our artists about how they did it, how you grow your brand online, and how you really function as an independent artist. And we have our opening act campaign where we basically promoted our artists' music videos on YouTube in front of all the biggest hits um, and musicians in the industry. And we had over 3,000 submissions, and over the course of a week, we've generated over 100 million views for their videos. So essentially, we made our artists the online act for the, all of the biggest players in the industry, giving them unprecedented access to those artists' fan base and exposure they would never get um, anywhere else. Um, the video that you saw that we did with Carmen, we ran on the YouTube masthead, so that was also a co-marketing effort. Um, and I'm going to bring them up, and we'll talk a little bit with them about their journey as uh, independent artists. Speak directly into your mic, turn your cell phone off, smile, laugh, and have fun. <laughs> Hold on, I've got to turn my cell phone on. Give me a second. <laughs> Hi guys. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you to Wix for having doing? us. How's everybody doing? It's all good so far. Caffeinated. All right. Yep, That's I'm good. Amy. This is Nick. We're Carmen and our hey. manager, Niels. Hello. Okay, guys. So do you want to talk just a little bit for those who don't know how you got started and how you used the web to sort of leverage for success? Sure. Um, so I was born on <laughs> April 27th. No, I'm just kidding. So we um, kind of started, we, we met at music school, yeah. Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Anybody I, from Berkeley here? Anybody in, from Boston? Hey. Okay. Boston, what's up, Patriots? He's like Emerson. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I came from Northern Maine, she came from Nebraska, so very different worlds. Small, two small towns. Yep, we um, started dating, yada, 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 graduated, I uh, said, what are we going to do with our lives, because I was a jazz trombone player, and she was a wedding singer. Uh, so we had kind of odd jobs, I was working at a boxing gym, uh, you can imagine all those stories. Sounds like a fake story, it but does. we're no, telling the truth. It, this is, yeah, this is actually real. Boyfriend, um, girlfriend, start a band, because we're like, how can we destroy our relationship? Let's start a band. Let's work together. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, with the trombone and a wedding singer. That's like the worst band ever. I, th I would buy that. I would buy that album. You know, that's what that was our whole plan. I would listen to it. You know, I would tweet it about it. It would. It was not a be pretty good plan, I yeah. thought. So um, after about 30 seconds, we realized this was the worst idea ever. So we need to learn new instruments and we kind of need to learn a new approach to it. Yeah. We had the musical training. So we started from scratch, went to Guitar Center, bought a guitar, bought a cajon. Does anybody know what that is? Of course you do. We were too, too broke for a real drum set, yeah. so we just got a box to We couldn't slap. tour. Touring is really expensive. It's yeah. still really expensive Nobody to tour. Nobody told us that shit. Apparently, uh, you need like a bus and things. And we were like, okay, all right. We're like, how do we reach as many people as possible without having to pay 
for it. Um, and that at the time was through the internet, through YouTube specifically. So we started uploading cover songs uh, every week. His idea, really. really? He, so, he went to school with us. So, yeah. So um, they met in gospel choir, actually. Niels is actually an amazing singer as well. And they met a gospel choir. I didn't really know Niels when we were at college, but uh, after we graduated, they kept in touch. And um, we were like, hey, we're starting this new band. And Niels kind of had started to get his footing in the music industry. He was out in L.A. working with a lot of big names at the time. And uh, so we sat down and kind of played him the new music and just kind of, it was very, very singer songwriting at the time. Very kind of um, Simon and Garfunkel, John Mayer-ish. It was organic. Of, very organic, very granola hippie, you know. So... Um, he, it was kind of Neil's uh, master plan strategy. strategy to be like, well, why don't you guys start doing covers? It's going to be a lot of work, but if you, I think if you really kind of stick to this model and if you can do it creatively, um, then there might be, this might be a really interesting way to attract some eyeballs. Because uh, we started out just putting originals online and, you know, there's nobody cares. It just, you have so many other people you're competing with, right? Yes. And, you know, who, why they care about some band with a trombone player and a wedding singer. So uh, we started doing the covers, mostly off of Neil's suggestion, and we kind of turned it into our own beast. And um, He would send us song lists, and it would be like, you know, Katy Perry, new song, that's going to be a hit. And it was. Um, but we would try to cover it before her official video came out, so there were kids looking for it. And because it was in the, in the t title, it was in the search data, it was like... They would find us and either complain about how terrible we were or become a Carmen fan. Um, Which it then, was about 50-50. It was, yeah. There's a lot of haters on YouTube. Um, but you get used to that and it was a really great way to like build up some thick skin for what was to come, right? So I started rapping, which is weird to do uh, for a girl from Nebraska. And we did, a, we did a Busta Rhymes, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne song that got 100 million views. And Almost. then I yeah. think it's close. It's changed our lives. There, yeah. Just the one, the, you know, and then all the other videos got a lot of views too. So that was sort of an explosion. And then we signed to a major recording contract and put out our own music that was played on the radio and it was dream come true. Um, but after signing to a major label, we also found out that they weren't going to let us be granola anymore. You know, it was very clean, pristine pop music marketed a certain way. So we've always had this hunger to go back to our roots. And recently that's what we did with Wix. Great, so I'll circle back to Niels on that, and if you wanna expand a little bit on the strategy that you had there for like using the web and YouTube to get that initial exposure. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I think as an, as an uh, up-and-coming artist, right, it's hard to get exposure. I mean, you know, to get on TV or anything like that, to get you know, in front of millions and millions of people is, I mean, pretty much impossible. So at the time, this was in 2006, 2007, when, uh, when I first, I was actually working for the major label system for Universal, um, I was tasked with the opportunity to take this, this claim your content tool that was given to the major labels by Google to figure out a way, like how do you monetize videos and stuff. And I realized that there was some artists like Justin Bieber um, at the time who were doing covers and were getting sometimes more views than on the cover than on the original. So I started looking deeper into it and realized that a lot of it had to do with search engine optimization. 
and right, getting your content out at the right time and sort of what Amy kind of referenced is trying to get a piece of content out there before the original artist would put their official music video out, that's kind of key and perfect because the song's already been marketed, millions of dollars are being put into it by the major labels, it's already being played on the radio, the original artist just, just wants to put that perfect visual together and needs at least a month to get all their stuff together and get it out. So that's the opportune time to, for example, get a cover out or a piece of content that then you know you can you can um, benefit off of, and so I, I did that on a YouTube channel called Raw Session for a second and, and helped break a couple artists like the Dirty Heads or Sublime with Rome and a couple other folks, and then connected with Amy um, over lunch I think um, back at Berkeley on campus, and and they gave me handed me the CD of sort of this what they referenced the campfire singer songwriter granola hippie music to be. And, um, and I liked it because they were a duo and I thought that was really unique and I, and I thought, that's fantastic, but how do we get you guys the exposure, right? So let's use, let's use sort of my strategy and the idea of getting you guys seen via covers on YouTube using SEO and they were down for it, right? And I, I gave them weekly cover song suggestions and you know they say oftentimes, no, I don't like that. It has too many curse words in it or... You know, this is speed rap, why would I do that? And anyway, so at one point, I think this was sort of the turning point, I had suggested a song by Nicki Minaj, Your Love, which had a little bit of a rap sing to it. And I said, you know, hey, put a melody to the rap if you don't feel comfortable rapping. And Amy said, no, I mean, if I'm doing this, I might as well do it the right way. So, and then at that point, that was very reactive. So people reacted to that. And it's kind of awesome how YouTube works and, you know, the internet's just, it's instantaneous where you can just mm. read comments and feedback from people. So a lot of times, I, I think what's special for in Carmen's case is they developed on the internet. So what they first started doing in the very first video to what they're doing now on YouTube is vastly different, but, but it's sort of, they've developed in the public eye just by kind of reading what works and what people like, what resonates, and then kind of maybe going down that, that rabbit hole a little bit further. And, and exploring it. And so the speed rap, a white girl looking like Katy Perry or whatnot at the time doing speed rap was sort of the, you know, the, the, the viral factor. And that got us half a billion views today. Well, it's, it's amazing. I think that the overlap that we see, at least on Wix's side, from what you guys have been doing and started doing 10 years ago to what we're trying to do now for our users and just make super easy for them. I mean, you guys had to do that all on your own and sort of figure it out. And I know that you learned a lot on your own and sort of built things. Do you want to talk a bit about those challenges? Definitely. I mean, just starting a YouTube channel is one thing, but then like capturing the email addresses of people that want to stay in touch with you. Um, back then it was much more difficult. I remember we were quoted like $100,000 for a web. I saw a website I liked and I contacted the designer. Mm. This is Jason Mraz's website. Jason Mraz had a website a that talked to you. Website. It was like... I mean, that was, I had high aspirations. And so we got in touch with the guy, man, this is a great website. Could, you know, yeah, can you how make much, one uh, for us? And how much like, for that? $50,000. Yeah. And we were like, what? <laughs> so yeah, that's when we kind of realized, but even like starting, so you make a YouTube channel, so square one, what do we do, right? We started a band, great, awesome. Now what do we do? Get it to the people, make a YouTube channel, sign up, great, awesome. Design now, merch, oh my God. Now, but now the YouTube channel, how do we get it to look like everyone else's? We have that custom design and it's all about the design and looking good, right? Oh, so now you got to be a partner. So what does that mean? Oh shit! So now I got to look that up. Yeah. So we had to figure out how to be a partner, and that took time, and it yeah. took a lot of videos and all this stuff. And we had to get a solid subscriber base first, and then we could customize the banner and do that. And you can start monetizing with the ads and all that. 
So that was all well and good. And then you had to kind of, we had to do that. And then as far as, far as the music too, we, it was constantly developing. Like yeah. Neil was saying, we didn't know the rap element was going to work like that. And still, even today, I think that's something that we want to always, like what else do we not know that people will react to? I think that's something that's so yeah. interesting about today for developmentally with the internet is that it is so instantaneous and it is so... Um, uh, just I, clear. I'm jealous of any artist that's starting now because you have something like Wix where everything is, it's much easier. Um, and I'm so grateful that we found it because when we got out of the major label deal, they had designed this really expensive website for us. But guess what? When you leave a record deal, they're like, oh, you have to buy your own website from us if you want it. So here we are without a website. You know, and, and I'm like, what do I do? Oh, I remember we used to have like a WordPress or something like that, right? And she's a design freak. I am very picky about <laughs> everything has to be easy, but you also have to have unlimited abilities to change how things look. Um, and it's been so fun, like over the last day chatting with the developers and people that actually are working on the back end of Wix, because it is, I'm so picky about the way it looks. And then I want to change it like a month in. So it's, it's. It's been awesome, but I remember a lot of struggles, especially with the merch too. I remember we ordered our first T-shirt, and like the name was spelled wrong. Yeah. It was like Spinal Tap. Yeah. I, I think an interesting thing to note is that I think it was the 27th video that you uploaded on YouTube within a course of six months that actually ended up going viral. So there was a lot of work and a lot of videos that didn't do that. It was right? it was the 38th, I think. And and I think. The one thing is to go from sort of a viral success, a viral video to kind of establishing your brand and building a business is to have all your stuff in place for that moment when, you know, you go viral or, you know, you have that moment of sort of exposure. And that's to have a platform where you can sell merchandise or, you know, an EPK or something where people can find out more about you. Or you have not just one video that goes viral, but you have maybe 15 other videos that tell people more about your story and what you're all about. So it's kind of having that whole infrastructure in place, an email sign up, in exchange for, you know, I mean, a free download in exchange for an email address or whatever works for you and your fans. But just taking advantage of the entire um, you know, brand and everything that you have to offer, having that in place when the moment of exposure hits. You never really know key. when that's going to happen. And you want to have control of everything because when it happened for us, my cell phone number was on the website. So you can imagine my phone was like, I mean, 90 million exp exposure we, to all these people like Jermaine Dupri was leaving voicemail. I was like, I didn't sleep for a week, I don't think. We thought our email was broken because we woke up the next day and it said like uh, 4,000 emails or something. <laughs> Literally, because we didn't, like all we the still labels, Ellen DeGeneres, like we still had one of the notifications from YouTube still notify us on the email. So we were like, uh oh, so I'm trying to get in touch with the guy that ended up designing our WordPress. I'm like, can you please change the footer? Because I couldn't do it. I didn't know how. Well, so I think what everyone's dying to know is what now, right? You've circled back. You want to be independent. You want to do this yourself. So what's the plan? Yeah. So um, we kind of did that just like, long, again, long story short, if you guys don't know the whole story. We did the major label thing there, had some moderate success, uh, and then kind of realized that this is really not, um, it's not for everybody. And we really kind of were, just wanted to get back to our roots, be able to make the stuff ourselves, kind of control what was going to go out there and how it was going out there visually too. Um, 
because that was at the end of the day more important. We're like, well, we're going to die one day anyway. So what do we want to do? Do we want to make a lot of pop tunes or do we want to make like our own pop tunes or make like our own thing that we first set out to do in the first place? So we're like, well, this is a really hard decision, but we just got to do it our way. We just got to go for it because why the hell not? That's how we kind of that's how we've been successful in the past with that kind of attitude. Like, screw it. Why not us? And just leap in head first. So now it's pretty much everything is back all on us. We're creating all the, our music in our house, really built a studio in our guest house. Yeah. Uh, and I, we have this interesting spot in LA. So we're creating everything there. We're creating much more interesting visuals, much more interesting uh, concepts. The whole album is based off of the Zodiac. So each song is correlated with a sign. Um, based off an astrology reading we had a year and a half ago that kind of changed our lives actually. And uh, yeah, we turned so, into real hippies. Yeah, we are in California. I have crystals, a collection of crystals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's real. It's real. Trust me. She and I, we can hang out. Um, but I was gonna say, what's next? Um, okay, so launching our own independent career, and and we have a creative director on full time, basically as a staff member coming over. We call it the farm. Our house has a, a studio back lot, so there's a bank and a cafe. There's like a street. Um, so we shoot a lot of our, our content at our house and we record everything there. We're shooting a sizzle for a TV show, which we don't know when that's coming out. Um, we'll be on tour early next year for the Leo Rising mm -hmm. campaign. We've written, a, we've written a short film that coincides with the release of the album. We thought, how do we put an album out without just being like, here's the iTunes link. You know, we want to put it out with a visual like like Purple Rain. You know, he didn't just put an album out. It was this iconic visual that accompanied that and a story, a sort of autobiographical story. So we have that, which is based on the Zodiac, which is a cyclical story. Really cool piece of writing. Yeah, I think we just always want to push the envelope. If we just kind of get into that same routine, it, it kind of um, loses a lot of the inspiration for us. So we need to always be thinking about how can we change things? How can we try to make the new model or trying to do something different about this? Uh, and that's what really makes us excited. So that's um, kind of what's next for us is just try to keep uh, making weird shit. I have a beauty blog. Um, so every music video we do, I'll, just, I'll do a tutorial on how I did my makeup for the music video. And so the fans like to dress like us and try different things. I usually do her makeup. That <laughs> Can't do it every he day. He always says that. It's not convincing. Yeah. It's called Carmenology, and it's another Wix site that we have. And I, I've also just recently, because you can get your domain with Wix too, so I, I bought Checkbook Records, which is one of my big goals for the future is to start a label. Um, so you can do every, I mean, basically just sit there in my pajamas at home. I'm like, okay, here's the logo. I'll fly it in. You know, it's easy. Yeah, so let's open it up for any questions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. definitely for sure. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool to see. Actually, there's a couple that have like half a million views. Like there's a there's a girl. We have a song called Acapella, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with our um, catalog, but it's it's a rap song and it's kind of uh, spicy. And there was a, a bluegrass artist that covered it, which was really cool. And that one is probably my favorite. One of my favorites. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. It was definitely a build. But the yeah. viral uh, the viral video was like a lightning bolt. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. 
Shit. Yeah, so... The, oh, sure. The, the, I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a microphone going around. The question was, um, so we, the 38 videos that we put out, was there a build to the viral success or did the viral success just kind of happen out of nowhere? Um, a little right? bit of both, though. A little bit of both, mostly a build. I think um, we were on, which we didn't know till afterwards, we were on the Clear Channel's Artists to Watch uh, website or showcase or whatever it's called. I think for three or four weeks straight prior to the Look At Me Now cover, which is the one that kind of went crazy. Um, so there was definitely some buildup. I think we had a couple of videos that were getting 500,000 views over time, 250,000 views. So again, you know, like it was something, it wasn't crazy, but it was something tangible that we could kind of say, okay, this is, there's a reaction here. Um, so I definitely think it was the buildup for sure, people coming back. Exactly. He wants to know how important was the arrangement when we were doing the covers. Um, we call it the style, yeah. And we, we, call, we now call it carmonizing a song because we try to just flip the genre entirely. Like if it's an up-tempo, we'll try to make it a ballad or acoustic, for example. Um, and sometimes we're more successful than other times. Like there's some that I really love and some that we just sort of like got out because we knew the SEO was so strong. Like we recently did a cover of the weekend song, which was number one. It wasn't like our favorite song at the time, but we knew it would be searchable. Um, but there's others like we did the Justin Bieber and I thought it was going to suck. We did the what do you mean song, but we did it just like raw Americana blues and it was so cool. And, and then the visual that accompanies it is important as well because you want to give people something to post pictures of or you know, argue about. So it was a floating head, the whole video, my head just floating and there's other Amy's just float head, you know, aliens. Oh, enjoy. Yeah, I think, yeah, Don't look is that a different, too many the way that you approach a song is that is that important. I think that's incredibly important. I think the way too many people just do karaoke style on YouTube, yeah. and that's, that's, we always refer to the purple cow. I don't know if people know Malcolm Gladwell or any of that stuff, but um, the purple cow effect, like you drive down the street and there's all these cows, they look exactly the same, and there's one that's purple. Well, you're going to stop and look at it. So what makes you different? Why do people, why do you want people to care? Why are you special? So I think that the arrangement was exactly why we wanted to uh, yeah. focus on that for sure. And, and I think on that note, the thing that I always think makes things potentially go viral is sort of the discrepancy between expectation and outcome, right? So if, if you already know you're going to be getting hundreds and thousands or millions of eyeballs through the SEO, then make sure your, your, your thumbnail is something that attracts, like that, that, that makes people assume one thing. But then when they click it and watch it, it's something completely different than what they originally expected. So they're sort of like, wow, I got to share this with my friends. And it gets that viral you know, so effect. Guys, we're going to take one more and then we need okay. to wrap up. All right. Hey, I'm going to try this microphone trick real quick. Um, curious about licensing for cover tunes, if there was a lot of flaming hoops to jump through, or you guys just kind of, forgive the expression, but kind of went commando and just you know, begged for forgiveness later, how that worked out well. And then into the specifics of Wix, if you've found particular components and you can be really honest about that, which bits are working for you well, or performing well, merch or ticketing, or just the ease and you, know, you can change your site, stuff like that. A couple comments on that would be helpful. Thank sure. you. Yeah, yeah sure. I'll answer the licensing side of things. So at the time, this was in 2010 when it first started, and then it went viral in 2011. There weren't any licensing services like We Are The Hits or you know those types of services around. So you really, it was hard to get the license. So we kind of just went for it, right? 
and not having the, the sync license per se, um, we got what we did do is we sold each cover on iTunes and actually ended up doing over a million single sales before we signed a, a major label deal, which that licensing wise, we went with the compulsory mechanical license because these were one, one-to-one covers. So we paid the mechanical and you know the publishers, because it went so viral, the publishers at that point didn't care as much. I mean, they were like, it makes us money. And you know, it's, it, so we, we went for the promotional piece, not you know that. But now there's ways to monetize, to clear the license and actually monetize the views on YouTube as well through services like We Are The Hits. You've come a long way on that front. And in terms of Wix, uh, Wix, we are going on tour. We haven't been on tour since we found Wix. So the tour is uh, top of next year. So we're going to see how the ticket functionality goes. Um, we did we did sign a merch deal before finding them as well. So right now our merch is run through an exterior company. Um, but definitely the... I love. I have actually have my phone to tell me whenever people sign up for our mailing list. Like that functionality is excellent. Um, and like I said, the design. That's all I really care about as the artist. Like, how does it look? Um, that's been my favorite element. And updating it frequently, right? You yourself yeah. update some of the stuff on the website too. Yeah. Which is important. But you could see how it would work for somebody that didn't have a distributor, didn't have a merch company, didn't have this, or artists that do have all those things. It's pretty versatile. Okay, guys. So. Common team are around, the Wix team are around. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.